So I've been playing the PlayStation 5 for about a week now. I've played plenty of games. I kind of want to talk about the games I've played so far, give you my impressions on those games, maybe recommend some games to you guys if there are certain games you are uh, kind of on the fence about, kind of curious about, maybe you want to know more about it. Uh, maybe you just haven't pulled the trigger on those or maybe need a warning for certain games and uh, you, you know, don't want to risk buying them to see if they're bad. I have about six games, I think, that I want to talk about. So uh, we're going to jump into that in just one second, but I want to remind you guys that we are doing the Community Pick Game of the Month this month in November, and that is going to end on Saturday, so at midnight, uh, Friday night. The, all the votes will be done. So if you vote after midnight uh, into Saturday, this upcoming Saturday, Votes will not be counted anymore. So if you're going to vote, vote now, vote on this episode, and vote on all prior episodes in November. You get one vote per video. All the votes will be tallied up. I've been, I've been tallying all of them. I have to go back through all of them to double check and make sure I got all of them correctly. Uh, so make sure to vote on this video and all videos in November. I will tally them up. And then the top three most voted for uh, games will be put into a random number generator and we will find out this Sunday, I believe, uh, for game of the month what we'll be playing. So it's up to you guys. Make sure to be voting in the comments below and on all the prior videos in November. Maybe you're trying to get your game picked. Uh, make sure to go back and check and see if you voted on every video because uh, we have way more people voting uh, more regularly this year than last year, which is awesome. Uh, but some people are like a point or two behind some other people. So maybe you didn't uh, get your vote in on video. And again, I will double check in case it's on me. It's an error on my part. I will double check. I'm going to have Chevy check as well. So we're going to make sure we get the votes in uh, correctly. But uh, make sure to get your votes in because, yeah, it's coming up soon. We're going to be finding out what we're playing in December, what you guys picked uh, Sunday. So, uh, yeah, you have until Friday. You have all Friday. But once it's Saturday, you can't vote anymore. It's done. I got to count. So, uh, yeah. And then also, uh, quick reminders as well to download and play Hollow Knight, Shadow of War, both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those. Come back uh, Saturday for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. Also, Bug Snacks if you have a PS5, which I will be talking about in this video because it's not a priority for me for Plus Club. But I will probably talk about it again on Plus Club because uh, some people might not be uh, here for this video. I might want to hear about it on that video. Uh, also, Cube World is our game of the month randomly picked, uh, and we will talk about that on Sunday when we find out what you guys picked for the game month in December. Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, and then like, comment, share the video, um, and hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Uh, yeah, so let's see. I've been playing the PlayStation 5 all week, literally. Um, you guys probably noticed no taste to cast. The videos have been weird in the last like week and a half. I actually injured my foot, been hobbling around on crutches and uh, been in pretty constant pain to different levels. Uh, I can handle it, but sitting for like two and a half hours uh, having discussion is kind of rough because uh, the pain starts to kind of fluctuate. And I think it would kind of take from the flow of the episode. So you guys understand um, and we'll make it up. But uh, these short burst episodes I've been doing lately, uh, which I've been enjoyed doing, um, uh, are easier for me to do. So you guys get it. I got another video coming up soon, so stay tuned for that as well. But uh, yeah, I've been playing the PS5 nonstop. 
I've gotten a really good uh, opinion on uh, the experience, which I did want to do another video on, but also the games that are offered uh, currently on Next Gen. Uh, one game I have not played that you guys might want to know my opinions on is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I have not played it yet, so if you're here for that, can't talk about it, but I've heard from people I trust good things. I've heard also from people I trust that they're not too stoked about it, and um, it seems to be a mixed bag when it comes to... Uh, all the people out there who have platforms. So uh, take that as you will. Uh, so yeah, I'm just gonna go through this real quick. One of these games I didn't play on PS5, but it is a next-gen game, so I wanna talk about that. Uh, first off, let's talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales. I've been playing that. Um, I'm about 30% through it, as it says. I feel like I've played it for about an hour so far, so uh, that's going pretty quick. I do hear it's a 10-hour game, though. So. Uh, some people are complaining about that. I don't mind that because I have a lot of other games I want to play right now as well. So if I can beat a game in 10 hours and be done with it, um, that's fine. Uh, specifically because I liked the last Spider game, Spider-Man game, Spider game. Um, and so revisiting that world is neat. But um, in this story arc, uh, I don't know if I'd want to spend longer than 10 hours. Uh, so yeah. The game looks fantastic. It has two different uh, modes to play. You can play in a uh, uh, mode that makes it look better, but plays about 30 frames per second. And then there's a version where you play at like 60 frames per second, and it still looks great, but just not as uh, well lit. The lighting is not as good. The shadows aren't as good. There's less like ambient occlusion going on. But on that, it looks fantastic both ways. It's very... When you start hopping between these two settings in any game that offers it, you always go back to the 60 frames per second because it's just, they both look good. One looks a little better, but one plays way better. So you so you do that typically from anyone I've talked to so far. Um, but yeah, the game's pretty cool. Uh, it plays pretty much the same as the last game in this series. Uh, the quality's there, absolutely. It plays great, looks fantastic. They did not um, hold back at all on the quality that they put in the last game, even though it's a shorter game. It is still very well made. Um, you play as Miles Morales, as if, as if you didn't know, by the name of the game, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And uh, yeah, they actually added some new stuff to this, though, to make it feel fresh. Uh, playing as Miles Morales, he has like electricity powers, and they're very different from what Spider-Man uh, has. Um, and uh, that's interesting. It keeps it fresh, uh, kind of keeps his arc interesting as he's evolving and finding out his own powers. Um, it has a story that's based around him. Spider-Man's out of town. He's Spider-Man for the weekend, and uh, he's saving the city. Um, yeah, overall, though, I'm enjoying it. Uh, it does feel similar to the last game, except for it looks better. Um, has a couple new things to offer. Has a lot of extra stuff to do. A lot of cool Spider-Man suits to unlock. Um... Pretty similar experience, I'm enjoying it, but uh, holy shit, and everyone I've talked to so far has agreed with this, I don't remember Miles Morales being so annoying. Um, and I assume it's probably because he was a side character in the original game, but in this game he's the main character, and holy fuck, his voice is grating. It's so hard to listen to this guy talk all the time. The game's great, plays great, the story's interesting, but fucking I can't stand when he talks. Because he talks like this the whole time. I'm a, I need to save Spider-Man. I need to save Pete. That's what it sounds like. Like, you think I sound ridiculous and annoying. That's what it's like playing that game. So, um, that's like my biggest complaint about the game is, uh, 
yeah, the voice actor's not bad. He's just annoying, so it's a, it's a small nitpick. But overall, enjoying the game. Came bundled with my PS5, so um, I'm glad I got it. And uh, I would definitely recommend it to people. I would grade my impressions, my experience with the game, not my overall I've beaten the game review. I would grade my impressions of the game so far as a B minus. I'm enjoying it. It's really well made. Um, and uh, yeah, most people would probably enjoy it. Uh, okay, so also I have been playing Dirt 5, um, which was uh, kind of brought up in a discussion I was having with someone else who also owns a PS5, talking about how it's one of the better looking games for PS5, apparently. So I was like, ooh, I gotta have that experience. So I bought it, downloaded it, played it, and it looks great. It's a really good looking game. This is also on PS4 as well. So it's on current gen, next gen, or current gen and last gen, however you want to say that. Um, so it's on both, but it definitely looks next gen on the PS5, which is great. Um, the graphics are really crisp, um, detailed, uh, but the big thing when we're talking about the graphics of this game is the uh, particle effects and the weather effects, I think are the most impressive in this game. Um, I have not really played a game where when I'm driving on dirt, uh, it kind of starts caking onto the vehicle like in a powdered way. It's really interesting, but then as the weather changes dynamically um, and it starts to rain and you see the tracks starting to fill up with water and get more and more muddy, mud from the tires is slinging up onto the back of the car and up on the sides and it's just building up as you're racing. Um, and it's a really cool visceral effect for a game that you're driving off-road. Um, something I noticed instantly and I was like, holy shit, that's really fucking cool. Um, game plays great. It's a very arcadey racer. I kind of was not expecting that. Uh, we played Dirt Rally 2.0 for PlayStation Plus on Plus Club, uh, or on PlayStation Plus for Plus Club. And uh, we were all kind of like, whoa, this is kind of a sim racer. Like, I, I kind of knew that, but like, I didn't realize how much of a sim racer it was until we played it. Uh, so going into this, for some reason, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, kind of a serious sim style racer, probably. Maybe a little bit lighter than Rally. Start playing it, it's, it's a complete arcade racer, which is great because somebody recently asked to recommend some arcade racers. And I would absolutely recommend Dirt 5. Now, here's the funny thing, though. A lot of people who played Dirt 2, apparently, but also other Dirt games, but Dirt 2, for some reason, is the one that always comes up. They all hate Dirt 5. So I don't know what they did with Dirt 2 that made Dirt 5 a game that people aren't happy with, but I have no affinity for D Dirt 2. So playing Dirt 5, I've actually been kind of happy with it. Um, it's really easy to hop in, do a race, uh, drifting is like pretty simple. It's just kind of straightforward. You drive fast, you're flying all over fucking off-road uh, tracks. Uh, you're flying around corners and sliding. Uh, it's got great graphics, great weather effects. Um, plenty of cars to unlock. It doesn't really seem like there's any upgrading to the vehicles, which kind of sucks, but it's, uh, it is what it is. And a lot of tracks, and the tracks are like really the star of this game, in my opinion. I think the tracks are all really well made, look great. Uh, have a great sense of like tension while you're driving around them really fast and it offers a lot of different types of races There's a uh, Gymkhana Drift tracks. There's um, I forgot what they're called, but they're essentially tracks where you're just driving by yourself, but they're really 
um, rugged and like you're driving up steep hills and over huge rocks and stuff and you're trying to get from point A to point B as fast as possible. You're racing other people in more traditional races and so on and so forth. There's a lot of variety in this game um, that's really easy to hop in and out of. I've actually been playing it off and on um, quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I would definitely recommend it to people and uh, if you're in the market for an arcade racer, uh, specifically off-road, um, and I would grade it probably also a B minus. I, I fuck. I might give it a B. I'm gonna give it a B. Um, you might be like, "Whoa, that's fucking higher than Spider-Man Miles Morales made by Insomniac." Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it more, and I think the reason is is because I kind of feel like I've played Spider-Man already. This one's just a little different, whereas Dirt Five is like refreshing, fun, and I really like. Um, how intense it feels when you're playing it, but also kind of casual. It's kind of nice to just kind of sit back and not have to worry about driving like super fucking expert level, paying attention to every single thing. It's just a really fun game. It does what it's supposed to do really well. And uh, I would definitely recommend it. All right, before we move into more PS5 games I've played on the PS5, one game that is also on PS5, but I've been playing on PC is Godfall. Now this is an interesting one to talk about because if you've been following the channel or just following gaming in general, you've kind of noticed that Godfall has kind of failed to find a place in uh, gaming communities to build hype. Um, it's a game that I've heard a lot of people have interest in. Like, oh, I'm curious about it. I'm one of those people. Um, I've heard people straight up just fucking talk shit about it, it looks horrible, I have no interest in it, but I only knew like one person, two people who were actually excited for Godfall. And watching it admittedly, I feel like it wasn't advertised well early on. I don't think they showed a lot of the game for some reason, and uh, it's, it's really interesting. So I took the uh, gamble, I fucking bought Godfall. I know somebody else who's playing it, so I was like, you know, if I'm going to play it with somebody, they're over on PC, I'm going to buy it on PC because I want to play this with somebody. Uh, you know, it wouldn't make sense for me to buy it on PS5 if nobody I know has it on PS5 or no one I know really has a PS5. Um, so it, it's interesting because a lot of my concerns about the game um, I think are, are pretty accurate still. I think certain parts of the game are kind of generic looking. Um, I think certain parts of the game, gameplay-wise, borrow a lot from other games, which of course all games do, but this game really feels like a mix of Monster Hunter, um, Dark Souls, Borderlands, and fuck, there's another one I kept bringing up too. It's, uh, it feels like all these games quite a bit. Some people have brought up like Darksiders, they, feel, they say it feels kind of like Darksiders. Um, but it's essentially, in my opinion, very much like, um, oh, the other one, Warframe. This this game feels like a different, uh, it doesn't feel like it's copying Warframe, but Warframe, but it feels like it's, it's an adjacent game in that category of games where you essentially go on missions with friends or by yourself, get resources to unlock Warframes, but in this, they're Valor Plates. Um, there's 12 Valor Plates, they all look different. They all have different abilities, Archon uh, abilities. Um, they have different stats to them, base stats that you can build upon with gear. And you essentially take those guys out, guys and girls out, you go out, you uh, you fight a lot of shit, and uh, you get a lot of loot. And then you equip that loot and uh, build your character up in the way you want to build them. There's like six different weapons uh, with obviously varying degrees of what those weapons do based off of their random properties. 
because it's all loot-based game, and uh, you explore maps. The reason I say Monster Hunter is because there's three base maps that are just kind of set up, and when you do missions on these maps, it has you go over here and do some stuff, and then when you revisit that map, it might have you go over there and do some stuff, and certain parts of it unlock as you progress in them. Um, and then there's treasure chests all over the place. There's puzzles to do, which is cool, um, and a lot of enemies to fight. And there's typically a boss that you're looking for, which they're not as advanced as like a monster hunter boss, but like a, you know, like a monster running around. But they are all different, which is really nice to see. All the bosses are very different. They all have their own mechanics. They have their own ways you should fight them. They have their own weaknesses. And you go and you fight them. You kill them. You get resources and you put those resources into making more valor plates, warframes for anybody who's not following with the Valor Plate thing. Um, and uh, you use those resources to upgrade weapons and gear. Um, and yeah, you have weapons, like I said, you have like amulets, rings you can put on for stats. Um, and uh, you have, um, oh shit, I forgot what they're called. Um, <laughs> you have, you have uh, a section for modifiers, essentially, to make your character uh, more specific to the build you're working towards. And yeah, it's three-player cooperative, um, also single-player. I played with one other person. The co-op seems to work as well as you would want it to work. We're playing on the Epic Game Store, so I don't know if it's their fault or Godfall's fault, but there's this issue that I ran into constantly where you'll do a mission when you come back, it disconnects you from the person you're playing with, but sometimes it tells you, sometimes it doesn't tell you. And so we got into this rhythm where we would just like, as soon as we left the mission, I would just disconnect and they would reinvite me to the party every single time just to avoid it. It doesn't happen every time, but it is con it's it's constant enough to merit us changing the way we play missions uh, because of it, because it was regular enough. Um, and yeah, you uh, yeah you run around and kill stuff. Uh, you get loot, and it has a story. The story's very basic. It's a very basic story. You, the guy's got a brother, brother turns evil, brother has ambitions of being a god all-powerful, I want to rule everything, and brother's like, oh, that's not good, I have to stop him, and then you stop him. I mean, like, that, that's spoiler alert, that's the story. Um, there's some nuance there, but uh, but yeah, the, the, the place this game really shines, and this is something they didn't, they talked about it, but they didn't really show it a whole lot. The, the place where this game really shines is its combat, which is really interesting. It has a skill tree, an overall skill tree that just works for all your Valor plates. You just put points into it and you can respec at any time at no cost. Um, and it has, fuck, like, I want to say like 25 different skills to unlock. And every single skill has five levels of that skill. So there's a shitload of um, variables here. But most of the skills uh, actually add things to your combat, or some of them just add stats. So like there's Might for doing damage, um, Spirit for um, your abilities, um, damage uh, when you use an ability, you know, how, how much damage you do, and then Vitality for your health. Uh, there's stats for that in the skill tree. You can just upgrade that, become more powerful. Uh, but there's also ones that allow you to throw your shield, upgrade that far enough, and now you can throw your shield in a circle, hit a bunch of people, and when it comes back to you, hit the button again, and you'll unleash an energy uh, attack that you know knocks people down. Um, you can unlock a shield attack where you jump and uh, take down. You can do a takedown and hit them with your shield. You can upgrade that enough where it starts doing more interesting things. Um, there's all sorts of uh, really cool stuff you can unlock. 
uh, or choose not to unlock. There's um, moves where you can hold, I, I'm playing on a controller because I think the game plays better on a controller. You can hold the left trigger or the left bumper. Uh, no, 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 hold the left trigger and then hit the right bumper or right trigger to execute um, certain attacks. Uh, when you use these, um, you can upgrade those or you can just not use them at all. You can just not have that in your build and put those points into other things that might make your character uh, play a way that you would prefer to play them as. Um, and I found myself building up my character to the point where I had so many moves unlocked that like, it's funny, when the game was first shown off, it looked like you just kind of hit the button to attack a lot. And you do at first when the game first starts. But once you've unlocked enough skills, you, it really gets pretty complicated. Um, I find myself really enjoying the combat. If the game, Like I said, if the game has one strength uh, that's really strong, I think the combat's really good. There's a couple things, though, that really fucking drive me crazy about this game. And that is the lock-on system, which is a very... Dark Souls, Zelda-esque lock-on system um, feels like shit. And once you lock onto someone, there's a slight delay when you hit the button and then it locks onto somebody. Um, you can't switch around to other enemies. You have to un... You have to stop locking onto them and then lock onto a different one. It's really fucking annoying. And I feel like those lessons have been learned uh, and people have done it better. So I, I feel like it would be in their interest to emulate that um, to make the lock-on better. I don't know anybody playing the game or any video I've watched where people are using the lock-on. They don't, no one recommends using it. And I found that out early on. I was like, I'm not using this shit. So that's kind of interesting. Also, your takedown ability is the same button as your lock-on. So sometimes you'll go to do a takedown and then you just lock onto someone after you've taken them down and it's really fucking annoying. Um, I get they have a lot of buttons that you have to use for the combat, but they really kind of uh, have some buttons shared with other things that really shouldn't be shared with, and it's annoying. Also, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume they did this on purpose to maybe make it so you can't button mash in this game, but this game has a, a really weird system. So when you play like a game like Demon Souls, Dark Souls, stuff like that, you can hold the button to block, and you'll pull your shield up. When you hit the attack button, while holding the, the block button, you can strike. In this game, you have to let go to do things. So, like, you can be swinging a sword or whatever, and if you're in the middle of still swinging and you hit the block button, you won't execute that block. You have to let go and stop attacking and then block. Now, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but that small thing kind of ruins flow in combat sometimes. I don't block very often in this game, unless I'm sitting there just ready and waiting for a block. Um, I see a guy walk up to him like, okay, I'm going to get ready. And then I'll block or parry or whatever. But when I'm in the middle of like, you know, fast paced combat, I almost never try and block because you have to stop and then block. And it's really annoying specifically because the enemies are relentless. They will, this is another complaint of mine, they will attack you while you're still attacking. There, there's certain weapons that kind of do a little bit of a pushback to the enemies. But even then, in the middle of a, a combo, the enemy will be taking damage and then start hitting you. And they hit you so hard that they'll knock you down. So you're sitting there already, you preemptively start hitting them, they're taking damage, and then they're like, nope, fuck you, and they hit you, and then they knock you back. And it just ruins the combo, ruins the flow. So it's kind of clunky. These are all things they could easily fix, though, in a patch, so I hope they do that. Um, but otherwise, oddly enough, I would recommend this game to people. Um, but I would also say it's $70 on PS5. I think it's 
$60 on PC, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend the game for $70 to somebody who's kind of on the fence. If you're all about it, go check it out for sure. But if you're kind of curious about it, wait for a sale. I'd say wait for a sale. If, if you have someone to play with as well, I think you're going to have fun. I think you're gonna have fun. It's a loot game. You're gonna have a. You're gonna get a bunch of loot. You're gonna make your build. The combat is fun. It's gratifying. Playing with friends. There's still a challenge, which is nice. And uh, yeah, overall, it's a really fun game. I mean, if you like Warframe, this is this kind of feels similar in some ways. Um, it's you know hasn't been around as long, so it doesn't have as much to offer as Warframe. But for what they have already, um, I think it's a really good start. And I think I, I believe they're. I was looking into pricing on the game, and one of the price points said that uh, the future expansion, you would get it if you paid that price. So I assume they're going to make an expansion of the game, which would be very cool, and I'm excited for that. I will definitely play it. So, uh, yeah, my opinions are uh, ultimately positive for Godfall, which is great to be able to say. I'm happy to be able to say that, because I was kind of worried about that game, um, you know, kind of just sucking, and it doesn't. So that's good. Uh, in fact... The new Call of Duty I played, and I'll probably talk about that in a sec. I don't know how much I want to talk about that. I played that, and I fucking hate it. And I played Godfall, and I like it. So it's a, it's an interesting thing there, because I typically li at least like every Call of Duty. So, yeah. What a weird year. Anyway, Godfall is uh, cool, and fuck, I would probably grade it so far. And I've beaten the game. I'm doing the end game now, and it has a full end game, which is really cool. Um, I'd grade it a B minus. I think it's pretty good. So uh, definitely check it out if you're curious. It's on PC, X Xbox. I think it's on Xbox. Or wait, I think they're doing the timed exclusive thing on Xbox. You guys know better than I do, but it's on PS5 as well. So check that out if you're curious about Godfall. All right, let's talk about Bug Snacks. Of course, the highly hyped Bug Snacks, the fucking song that sold that game if I guess they didn't release it on PlayStation Plus. The reason I was going to buy it, um, I actually talked to somebody recently who had no idea what Bug Snacks was or the song, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? You, what do, you, do you know what you're missing? Um, anyway, uh, the game's out, came out on PlayStation Plus. Like I said earlier, you guys already know that. And uh, yeah, this is made by the same people who made Octodad, I believe, which makes complete sense. It is a very weird, quirky game uh, that... Uh, you know, has its own interesting universe. Uh, essentially, what the game... It's funny. <laughs> I've been hyped to play this game based off of the visuals, the bug snacks, the idea of these essentially food Pokemon, um, and the songs, stuff like that. But I haven't really looked into what the game actually is. And it's actually interesting. It's It kind of reminds me of a mix of, well, Pokemon and Pokemon Snap without the fighting um, aspect. Yeah, you go around this island, you talk to all sorts of different interesting characters who all have uh, stories and characteristics about themselves. You help them with tasks on the island, mostly involving capturing different types of bug snacks so that you can feed them these bug snacks and uh, the snack that you feed them changes their body, um, which is interesting. I, I I think it's funny. A lot of people find it really disturbing, um, and I, I, I can understand that. And, uh, yeah, you're just helping these people, and eventually they got, like, a fucking French fry for a leg and a strawberry for a hand, and they seem very happy and content with that. They're very stoked about uh, eating things that are delicious that are ultimately changing their whole fucking body. Um, 
and yeah, there's a, there's an overall story. It's it's kind of a wholesome story uh, about you know relationships and people uh, you know coming together. Um, but yeah, it's it's when it comes to the tone and, and how weird and quirky it is, it's exactly what you think it's going to be in the best way possible. I think it's a, a pretty an oddly way to put this delightful game to play. Um, it's not action packed. It's kind of you know chill, casual. It gets a little creative in the ways you have to capture bug snacks. You get tools to do that. You have a pretty basic trap you can drop down, and then when they run through, you have to hit a button to capture them, then run up and pick it up before they escape it. Um, there's a ball with a strabby in it, which is essentially a fucking strawberry that walks on its leaves upside down. Um, they all say their own names to like Pokemon, but they're like, <laughs> they put like almost no effort into it. There's like Strabby, Strabby, Strabby. They all just talk like that. Um, and uh, yeah, so you have a Strabby and a ball and you can use that to kind of go through like little tunnels and stuff to chase other bug snacks out of their holes. Um, you have a slingshot where you can shoot ketchup <laughs> to, uh, to attract bungers, which are these dumbass fucking cheeseburgers that run around going bunger, bunger. Um, that just run in and knock shit over all the time. And uh, chocolate and all sorts of shit. But uh, chocolate being something that you can shoot with a slingshot. I wasn't specific with that. But, uh, but yeah, you just go around. You uh, you go further into the story, getting to know these characters, helping these characters out with whatever they need while uh, you know, uncovering the, the main mystery of the game. Uh, you play as a journalist. You get to interview all these characters, which gets you lets you get to know them, which I think is really neat. And uh, the game has this overall... Um, light-hearted vibe to it that I really enjoy. It's a very unique game in the sense of uh, its tone and its 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 characterization of, of everything. Um, I've been really enjoying it, um, but this game is not for everyone. This is not a game I would recommend everyone. This is a game that I would tell people who are interested in playing it, definitely check it out, and people who are curious about what the fuck is that, just play it, check it out, see what you think. But I'm not going to go like, holy fuck, you got to play Bugsnax. There's only some people I would say that to, and uh, it's not a lot of people. So it's just like Octodad. It's not a game I would recommend to everybody. It definitely knows what it's trying to be. It does that, and it knows the audience. It's trying to attract people like me who fucking like weird shit. Um, I believe Chevy's enjoying it as well too, though, so that's good. Uh, everyone I know who's played it so far has liked it. Um, but yeah, overall, it's, it's cool. It's a PS5 game. It is clean looking. It's not graphically amazing, but it's fine. It's not supposed to be. Uh, I actually really like the way it looks graphically. It, but like I said, it's really clean looking though. Uh, you know, the edges are really sharp. They're not very jaggy looking. Um, you know, all the colors and textures are, are well done. Um, but nothing really impressive, but not really something I was looking to be impressed by graphically. Um, but yeah, overall, really cool. I would give it probably a B as well. I know I'm kind of going B, B minus, B, B minus, but that just kind of speaks on all the games at launch all being pretty decent. Nothing really blown me away so far, um, but nothing that's shitty either. I mean, it's pretty decent for a launch. I always bring this up when I talk about launches for consoles. When the PS2 came out, you had like a Ridge Racer, you had like Dead or Alive 2, which is what I got with it. You had a game called Fantavision, which was a fucking 2D firework game. That was a launch game. There was like five games that came out for the PS2 when it first came out. And one of them was a game where you look from a side perspective and you hit buttons on your controller and it shoots fucking fireworks into the air and you just make firework displays. That was a game. That was for launch on PS2. So um, this launch for PS5 is pretty fucking decent so far. You have some games that are like 
real fucking bangers too that, that we'll get into. Um, you know, exclusive games for the PS5. And, uh, and yeah, Bug Snacks is definitely, you know, one of those games that it's, it's a launch game and it's offering something I'm not getting anywhere else. So, um, definitely be not super in love with it yet. I haven't beaten the game. I feel like I'm going to like it more once I beat it or maybe I'll hate it. But, um, so far I'd definitely give it a, a pretty strong B bordering on B plus. Uh, it's really good if you're into that kind of thing. And, uh, I would definitely recommend it to specific people. All right, let's talk about Astro's Playroom, which is the game that comes pre-installed on your PS5 when you get it. And holy shit, they did a great job with this game. Um, I'm gonna say this right now. Astrobot, and I say this people are like, yeah, we pretty much already is. Yeah, but nobody talks about him. Astrobot should be the official, upfront, out in the open, everywhere, fucking mascot for PlayStation at this point. He should have his own series of games. And people are like, well, he has. No, no, no. He's been in a couple tech demos in prior games that most people I know haven't played. Um, but this, Astro's Playroom, is like a legit game. It's got multiple levels that are very akin to a Nintendo game, platformer type game. Um, has a bunch of stuff to unlock that essentially celebrates the legacy of PlayStation from PlayStation 1, the PSX, all the way up to the PlayStation 5. You unlock all these artifacts throughout the game. There are these amazingly rendered, very fucking detailed uh, uh, 3D models of, of all the fucking peripherals that have ever been on PlayStation. You unlock these things, you can look at them in great detail, you can interact with them, and you play all these different um, uh, worlds, like if you were to play Mario, all celebrating each and every individual era of PlayStation. If you're a PlayStation fan, it's actually really fucking cool. The game itself is fun, um, but... Everyone I've played this with so far has just been like, this is fucking cool, dude. Um, just because it's, you know, it, it really hits you with those fucking memories of all the eras of PlayStation in really creative ways. There's also uh, other bots all over these worlds that are all these, um, like, Easter eggs of all these games that have been on uh, PlayStation throughout the years. Uh, you know, like Resident Evil, Final Fantasy VII, The Last of Us. There's a shitload of these Easter eggs and they're really cool to see. There's a Pyramid Head one and when you find them, you're like, oh fuck, that's cool. And the ones you can't figure out, you're like, what game is that from? What is that? I think that's this. I've never seen that game before. I don't know what that is. It's a really, really cool experience. Um, but overall, the biggest thing I want to talk about with this game is it's a legit full-on game. I've gotten hours of gameplay out of it. It's got like five worlds, which isn't that much, but there's replayability there. There's a lot of secrets to find. Uh, the platforming is solid. Uh, each world offers a visual aesthetic and experiences to have there that you can't have at the other worlds. And they all have like a special suit you can put on that does a different thing. One's like a rocket, one's like a jumping suit. Um, and uh, they're all completely different. And the biggest thing about this is it is a tech demo, like prior Astrobot games. Um, but it's like a full on game, but it shows off essentially the dual sense and everything it does. And it does, it, it presents the dual senses abilities better than any game on PS5 by far. Um, it shows you what it's capable of doing. Some games touch it a little bit. Dirt 5 touches it a little bit. It's got some of the resistance in the triggers. It has pretty decent vibration. But Astrobot, like when it starts, you feel things flying by. Check out my controller review uh, if you want to hear more about that. But you feel like everything flying by through the controller. Like it's able to translate that feeling. Um, when you're walking on glass, tile, grass, dirt, snow, 
all different vibrations per footstep. It's really fucking crazy stuff. When you're ice skating, you can feel kind of a more rigid skating feel through the controller. Um, it really shows it off. It shows off the speaker. It shows off the microphone uh, that you can blow into. It shows off the triggers, specifically like when you're flying a rocket, there's resistance in the triggers uh, for each rocket. Um, it's just, they did it really well. They made a great tech demo that when anybody plays it, they go, holy shit, this is awesome. But then it's also fun. Everyone I've shown this tech demo to, they just want to play it. They're like, oh yeah, I'll just play this. I'm like, oh, I got other games. Like, no, no, I want to play this. And they play it. So it's it's really cool. Like they really knocked it out of the park. I always thought the Astrobot tech demos, um, like the one for the uh, PlayStation camera and the one for the, um, I think the one that came on the PS4, uh, for the controller, I don't remember now. Uh, those are all neat. I thought they were neat, but like you interacted with them for a second, and go, haha, Astrobot's funny, and then you're done. Um, this is a full-on game that I want to like 100% complete. Uh, you're not gonna get like 20 hours out of it. You're not, I don't even think you're gonna get 10 hours out of it unless you have other people try it and play it. But you can easily get like two, three, four hours out of it, five hours out of it. Um, if you want to get every little thing and really experience everything and see all the Easter eggs and enjoy all the things that this game has It's 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 really neat and it's really cool that it came with the ps5 uh, Already installed. It's just it's it's like a small little baby game that you get with it. and It's fucking awesome I really like it if I was going to grade my impressions of Astrobot as just uh, What it is a glorified tech demo game. I'd give it a fucking a minus I think they did a really good job with it so much so that I want them to make Astrobot games that play like this. It's a great platformer that I think rivals in the small capacity of what it does. Most of the fucking 3D platformers that exist. I just want more of it. So if PlayStation uh, would do that, that'd be awesome. I would definitely buy Astrobot games because um, I think he's a great mascot. And I think uh, the experience of celebrating PlayStation uh, through this demo, this tech demo, is uh, a really neat experience, and I think it kind of solidified Astrobot to me as the official mascot of PlayStation through that experience. So A minus, I would absolutely recommend this. So if you have a PS5, you have this game, check it out if you haven't done that already. It's the best example of what the DualSense can do so far. If other games even do half of what this game does with the DualSense, those games are gonna be fucking awesome because the DualSense, as I've said in a prior video, is a game changer. It really does a lot of new shit. That's really kind of amazing. So, yeah, Astrobot's play or Astro's Playroom is uh, is is very cool. Uh, and then last but not least, of course, is Demon Souls, the uh, remake of the original Demon Souls uh, that was on PS3. This is uh, remade from the ground up outside of um, some of the data that was used in the combat to make sure that when you fight people, the timing of everything is the exact same, which is smart because people would be fucking pissed if they touched that. Uh, outside of that, though, they remade all the animations, all the models in the game, um, the locations, and holy fuck, they did an amazing job. This game is beautiful looking. This is a next-gen game. This is something that would not be on PS4. Um, whether you play it on the uh, graphical fidelity mode, which looks like it lags almost compared to the other mode, or the 60 frames per second um, you know, playability mode, that still looks fantastic. It just doesn't have that same ray tracing looking shadows going on. Um, that looks fantastic. It looks amazing. Um, but I play in the 60 frames per second mode because this game is unforgiving. Combat's intense. You want it to play as smooth as possible. Um, 
but this game is gorgeous looking and it's so cool as somebody who played the original demon souls back on ps3 and has played it randomly throughout the years coming back to it to see this game exactly as i remember it but rendered in these graphics is such a fucking treat i love it the game plays how i remember it even though they've added uh, diagonal rolling which is cool because in the prior one they didn't it was more like back and forth left and right now it's more free-flung they did a lot of things that changed up and made it more modern feeling, but it still feels like the original Demon Souls. Um, but yeah, coming back to it, playing it looking like this with these fucking graphics and, and the way it plays and still feeling familiar, but also feeling uh, better um, is just so awesome. Um, I'm, I guess they also added items too, which is cool to hear. I haven't really ran into any of them yet. I'm only, I think like three bosses in right now, but um, I've very much enjoyed it. They've completely um, revamped the character creation. Uh, character creation in Souls games has always been pretty meh. There's, it's there, but the characters don't look good. Uh, this, they're very fucking good looking. Um, it's really impressive with what they did with it. And they added all the stuff that was in the original character creator and more. So there's a lot of options here to make whatever character you're trying to make. I typically just throw a fucking helmet on. I'm not looking at my character. But for anybody who wants to look at the character and like how they look, that's there for you. And uh, yeah, all the bosses are the way you remember them. All the enemy placements are the way I remember them. They might be different, but it doesn't seem like it. Um, all the secrets are still there. So it's just like coming back and playing Demon Souls with some more stuff to it. But I, I can't emphasize enough, like this is a next-gen game. This is like, out of all the games on my PS5, if I'm talking about like, you know, next-gen graphics, this is the one I bring up. Um, it is fantastic looking, plays great, and uh, it's just, again, it's, it's a real treat to come back to and play. Um, I would highly recommend this to anybody who's played a Souls game. If, if Maybe you didn't play Demon Souls. I know a lot of people who skipped that one. It was really early on before Dark Souls took off, uh, or if you haven't played in a long time. This is a must play. This is a must own. This is like the PS5 must own game, in my opinion. And um, if I was going to grade it, I'd probably, as of right now, give it an A. It is fantastic. It, does, it has done everything that you would want from it and more. And, you know, when I hear people talk at Bluepoint and I hear rumors of Sony possibly wanting to buy Bluepoint, it makes sense. These guys did a fucking fantastic job. They knocked out of the park. And yeah, this is the must-own game for uh, for PS5, and it's only on PS5, so exclusives matter. Um, yeah, it's really good. Definitely pick it up if you're into that kind of game. And if you're curious about it, pick it up. Um, it's it's great. Uh, and then lastly, uh, I've played uh, some PS4 games on the PS5 to see how they play, and uh, I can report that they play great on the PS5. So much so that I don't want to play my PS4 anymore. Um, I have my PS4 still around. I'm not going to get rid of it. I have the Rathalos Special Edition PS4 Pro, so, you know, I, I want to keep that around. And I have it in my room now. I have my PS5 out in the front room um, on my bigger TV to kind of really check out the graphics. But, um, yeah, the, even if a game's not upgraded for PS5, it still benefits from the load times and the ability to run the game at the highest FPS the game can have. Um, for instance, I played... Days Gone? I never played that on PS4. It's a game I always wanted to try on PS4, but I never touched it. Well, I touched it, and it was on the PS5. The game's been out on PS4, I played on PS5, and as soon as I started playing it, I was looking at it, I'm like, this didn't play like this on PS4. I know that. 
I haven't played it on PS4, but I know this does not play like this on PS4. Super fucking smooth, and the game looks really crisp. I think they did upgrade it for PS5, though. If I, I, I might be mistaken. But then Josh came over, he's played it on PS4, and he was looking at it, he's like, holy shit, this looks really good. This plays way better. I'm like, yeah, kind of figured. Like, it, it, it plays way better than I would assume this game would play on a PS4. So that was a really cool experience. I've barely played it still, but so far I'm enjoying that game. And uh, it's just really cool to be able to play that game um, in that kind of fidelity. Uh, also played Last of Us Part Two. That one doesn't really seem to do much more, but I, I hear that they're making a upgrade for the PS5, which would make complete sense. I don't know if they're gonna sell it uh, as a game or if they're just gonna have a free upgrade. I know The Last of Us Part One came out on PS4 after PS3. Um, as a uh, remaster. Uh, so they could easily do that with the PS5, but everybody's doing the upgrade thing right now. So I feel like they're going to be pressured into making an upgrade, and I won't complain either way. Um, but uh, it seems to play smoother than on PS4, but graphically it's not really doing much because they haven't done anything with it yet. Although it does have vibration functionality on the PS5 controller. Um, so they did something with it. So once the upgrade for that comes out, I will absolutely play through it again because that game is beautiful and I can't wait to see it on PS5 with the graphics updated. Uh, especially if they were to add ray tracing, I don't know if they built the game up in the way they can have ray tracing, but I'd like it. Um, let's see, also played Call of Duty Cold War, Black Ops Cold War. I fucking hate that game, I think it's awful. It's one of the worst Call of Duties I've played in a long time, which sucks because I like Treyarch. Um, this game was handed to them though, mid-development by Sledgehammer, and then they disbanded Sledgehammer and they're like, hey Treyarch, remember how you're gonna work on a game for three years? Psych, you gotta work on this game. And they're like, ah, fuck. And it feels like that. The game feels half done. Um, I could go into that, I could complain about that game for days, and I do when I play it. I'm like level 30 online, and I just bitch the whole time. It's, it's really fucking bad. I don't like playing it, but from PS4 to PS5, I played on both. Um, it looks great on PS5. It's a huge difference to the point where when I played on PS4, I was I almost was like, Ew, that looks like shit. It looks awful. Uh, it felt like such a downgrade. Uh, so it's it's very clean and very good looking on PS5. Plays great on PS5 to the extent of an FPS playing great on PS5. It's called this Call of Duty sucks. So I don't like playing it, but uh, but uh, yeah, it, it plays great. Looks great. Um, utilizes, like most games, the microphone in the controller and speaker functionality. So I had to go into my settings on my PS5 to make sure my controller's always muted by default because I was sitting there uh, just listening to people talk and then I said something to someone and I saw I was like, you know, listening to me and putting that out there. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to fucking talk to these people. So it's Call of Duty. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, as for a PS5 experience, it's great. I would not recommend Call of Duty to um, anybody, play Modern Warfare. It's a way better game. Although, I talked to people in this game, and I was, I was like, oh god, I hate this game. Somebody was like, I really like it. And I was like, oh, what, what do you like about it? He's like, well, it just feels like Call of Duty again. I'm like, it's interesting. Maybe, maybe there's a whole demographic for this game, and I'm not that. I really like the direction they went with Modern Warfare, and, uh, this game doesn't have to be like that, but it feels like a it feels like a step backwards in my opinion in every way. It doesn't have to have the mount system all shit. It just graphically, gameplay wise, content wise, does not feel up to par with Modern Warfare. So anyway, I could bitch about the game all day. I don't like it at all. So it's not as bad as Ghosts or Infinite Warfare, 
but it's pretty fucking bad. It's pretty bad. And then lastly, I played Ghost of Tsushima on my PS5. I actually beat it on my PS5. I was really close to beating it on my PS4. Got around to beating it on my PS5. And holy fuck, I don't want to play Ghost of Tsushima on my PS4 ever again. It runs so fucking smooth on the PS5. It already has great loading times on the PS4. PS5, really fucking fast. Um, but the visual fidelity and the movement of foliage, your character's movements, the fast-paced combat... Uh, and you know, blocking and deflecting and dodging stuff like that all benefit in a huge way from the PS5's power. It is. It was such a pleasure to fucking play that game on PS5. Like I said, I don't want to touch it on PS4 anymore because it played great on PS4. But now I've played it on PS5 and it, it, it feels like it's it's. It almost feels like it's lagging now uh, compared to that. So I can't emphasize that enough with the FPS drop. Uh, on, on PS5, if you turn that you know on and off, um, 30 frames per second starts to feel like lag. And I'm used to that with my PC, but you know on consoles I expect a lot of games to be like 30 to 60. Some games are going 120. I think Neo Collection's coming out, Neo 1 and 2, and it's going to be upgraded for PS5, uh, which it is a free upgrade for anybody who owns the games. I own the games already, so I checked into that. Um, and th those games are going to run at 120 frames per second, um, which is fucking wild. So I'm really excited for that. But, uh, but yeah, I can't emphasize enough that it's such a game changer when it comes to games you've been playing, going over to PS5 and just cranking those fucking, that FPS up. It's, it's, it's a really great experience that's preferable so much so that I don't want to go back from it. Um, so yeah, uh, all in all, uh, the games I've played on the PS5 have been great. Um, I've liked most of them. Some of them are like really amazing experiences that I'm really happy with. And some of them are like good. So I haven't really played any bad games outside of Call of Duty um, that I wouldn't recommend. Otherwise, every other game I would recommend. Um, I graded Demon Souls. Okay, okay, I was like, did I grade Demon Souls? Uh, I didn't grade the PS4 games. I'm not going to do that. But if I could grade Call of Duty, which could be considered a PS5 game, I would give it a D. It's not good. Um, so yeah, those are my impressions. Let me know in the comments. What games have you guys been playing? Uh, if you have been playing any games on PS5, which ones are you liking? Which ones are you not liking? What's your thoughts on Assassin's Creed Valhalla? If you're over on Xbox, what are you playing over there and what are you liking there? And um, if there's any games you guys are curious about, let me know in the comments. I might pick them up and play them and let you guys know what I think of them. Um, if you have any questions about any of the games, uh, let me know. If there's anything I missed, let me know. I'm kind of all over the place today. Um, with, uh, you know, all the different games I'm trying to think of and, and all the experiences I've had. And, uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below. That's going to do it for this episode. Until the next one, which I have another episode coming up soon, we have PlayStation, or PlayStation Plus, we have Plus Club and Game of the Month at uh, the end of this week. So stay tuned for that. Make sure to type in GOTM on this uh, video uh, next to the game that you want to vote for. Uh, you have till Friday, the end of Friday. You have till Saturday to vote. So get your votes in. If you miss some videos... Vote now, because we're running out of time to pick your guys' community pick. Um, but yeah, my name's Seth. Until the next episode, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.